So as probably all of you know who are listening to the podcast, uh, I've been watching the Get Back Sessions with my family. This is the documentary made about, excuse me, the Beatles recording their album Let It Be and preparing for the iconic rooftop performance, which they didn't know was even going to happen when we started out. They just wanted to do more live performances. Ironically, it was the last live performance that they ever played together. Um, And uh, as part of being interested in this movie, I also was checking out scenes from the movie Yesterday, which came out a handful of years ago, and the whole premise is that this guy gets hit on the head and wakes up in an alternate universe in which nobody remembers the Beatles but him. And he's an aspiring but failed singer-songwriter, and he starts passing off the Beatles songs that he remembers as his own, and becomes an absolute superstar as a consequence of that. And there's this hilarious scene where he's visiting his parents, and they say, oh, are you writing any new songs? And he's he's like, yes, yes, I have. He sits down, and he's like... I'm going to play you a song called Let It Be. And he proceeds to start playing the song. And they just keep interrupting him. And somebody rings the doorbell and they invite him in. And they're chatting while he's trying to sing this iconic song, Let It Be. You know, that's so beautiful. And he's frustrated because in his mind, it's this iconic, amazing song that they should see the, the amazingness of. And yet they don't because in their mind, it's just the latest little song by their failed songwriter son. And I love this scene because it speaks to how important the context is for anything when we are considering its value. Right? In the context that he had with his parents, there was no way that any song he played them was going to uh, was going to get them to sit up straight and appreciate it for what it was. And, and I, don't, I haven't actually seen the film, so it's quite possible that after the little snippet that's on YouTube, he goes on to play the song, and they are amazed. But in the scene there, you know, it's basically him just being totally frustrated at his parents not being able to see the genius of this work that he's showing to them for the first time. And I think a lot of our lives are like that. Not just us individually, but for each of us, much of our life is composed of people not even being in a position to appreciate the cool things that we do, which is part of what makes um, finding a community so fantastic, because when you can geek out with people who are right there with you, geeking out with you, you can appreciate how cool something is, and other people will appreciate it too. This is certainly true in the spoon carving community, but there is still um, this phenomenon that happens, which is that when you have a reputation, people ascribe qualities to your work 
that they wouldn't necessarily ascribe to someone that they don't know. And sometimes that's because your work really is better. But a lot of times it's just, not a lot of times, sometimes there is great work done by people who are unknown uh, to the scene. And their work does not get the recognition that it deserves on its face value. Now, I'm a pragmatist, so I'm not here to say, you know, we should all aspire to uh, value people's work with fresh eyes and, of course, great. It's always nice to do that. But I think what that says is that part of what you are gaining when you are building a reputation for yourself is you're gaining people's willingness to assume that something that you produce or create will be good. That's what Paul McCartney had with Let It Be. At that point, he was Paul McCartney. And he had produced enough songs that people thought were good and amazing that when he wrote Let It Be, people saw it for what it was more, more clearly right from the jump than they might otherwise have. And I think when we, when we work to build a reputation for ourselves, part of what we are working for is that right. Is the right to... Right. It's not a right. It's, we're, work, we're working for that opportunity. People to give us the benefit of the doubt. Not just in things where they... Possible, we might have done something wrong, but they give us the benefit of the doubt because we have a good reputation. But where we might have done something great, and they give us the benefit of the, of the doubt, and assume that it might be great because we did it, and that is a real opportunity, and one that I don't take lightly, and I think is one that we should be careful not to squander once we've earned it. And I think what often happens to people is they get hyped up on drugs or success or uh, right, like in Get Back, the reason I bring up drugs is that I found out after watching most of it that John Lennon was in the middle of a heroin addiction. And a lot of his bad behavior probably can be chalked up to being high on heroin. And you say, well, then, you know, I don't know. To me, that colors a lot of the work. And it colors his behavior, and I'm not inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt, right? He has spoiled the opportunity of me giving him the benefit of the doubt by not being worthy of it in that moment. And eh, being worthy is a complicated phrase, but... I think you see what I mean, that when we, when we earn the opportunity for people to give us the benefit of the doubt and think that what we do is great, we can certainly ruin that by our actions, right? And, you know, one of the interesting things in seeing Get Back is how the different Beatles come across as sort of comporting themselves well or not, as someone that you think of as like, oh, that's a, that person is handling themselves well. Ringo handles himself amazingly well. George handles himself pretty well. John handles himself not well at all. And 
in that context, he has squandered the benefit of the doubt that he has earned through his creative work and, and made me less inclined to think that something he did was great. Um, and obviously that's a personal opinion, but I guess my point is that we are always creating and ruining our own reputations in the world. We're building them and tearing them down by our actions. Um, and sometimes you can get away with it because people don't actually see your actions, right? I think John Lennon got away with uh, a lot because it was at a time when people didn't see him and how he was behaving in the moment. And maybe it was also at a cultural moment where people would have accepted that or thought it was cool. Or, but um, And maybe I'm also just misreading, you know, it's quite possible that plenty of people at the time did feel like they had a read on him and were like, meh, not my thing anymore. Um, all right, well, it's time to turn around. This walking's hard. So, the point is, sometimes we can get away with it, right? Like, I certainly grew up not knowing that about John Lennon. Uh, gave him more benefit of the doubt than I am inclined to give him now. And it's because knowing more made me like him less. And ideally, you act in such a way that knowing more about you makes people like you more. And if you can do that, um, then you're really in a good place when it comes to your work and the opportunities that people will give you to do great work in the future and for them to actually see it for what it is. Thank you for listening. Talk to you.